Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, reaching 17 states and the East Coast and much of Canada. Back by popular demand, we have the Republican leader of the New York State Assembly and an announced candidate for governor of New York State, Brian Kolb. He was recommended to be on this program by Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy. A little bit of information about the Republican leader of the Assembly. Brian M. Kolb represents the Finger Lakes region, 131st Assembly District in New York State Legislature in Albany. First elected to the Assembly in 2000, Leader Kolb was unanimously selected by his peers in April 2009 to serve as Assembly Minority Leader. Leader Kolb heads the Assembly Minority Conference on statewide public policies and legislative priorities. He's the only legislative leader who represents upstate New York and who has successfully run private sector companies. Brian Kolb, a very gifted legislator, our guest today on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Let's talk about the governor's race. How's it going? I see you're getting a lot of county Republican endorsements. Let's talk about that. Brian Kolb. Yes, actually, it's been great. Uh, The response has been terrific. Uh, We've gotten endorsements in different parts of the states and more endorsements to come at all parts of the state. Uh, Certainly uh, in the Finger Lakes region, going from Lake Ontario, which is Monroe County, all the way down to the Pennsylvania border, uh, the entire Finger Lakes region, uh, what is considered the Finger Lakes region and the uh, um, distribution of our state committees, all uh, unanimously have endorsed me as the chairs. Um, And I think it's three or four full committees out of that region have also endorsed and uh, certainly, uh, you know, moving east, um, Clinton County has announced up in the North Country. Uh, I've got endorsements coming from downstate, uh, being the uh, New York City area and Long Island, and, uh, and, and we're obviously also working all the other regions. But uh, the, it's just been fantastic, overwhelming, but really positive, and people are very excited uh, about me running. And that's, you know, it's I've been in politics, so I, I'm used to campaigning and all that. But when, you, when you're talking about uh, running for governor, that's, <laughs> that's just a notch up, and that's why it's, it's, so, uh, it's so terrific. Very good. Now, what about the conservative party? You have a conservative record. You've been endorsed by the conservative independents and reform parties. Uh, what about the conservative party? How are you doing on that? Uh, well, actually, uh, I addressed the Conservative Party on Monday in Albany, as well as uh, one of the other uh, prospective gubernatorial candidates. And based on the feedback that I received uh, from people that were in the audience and uh, participated, uh, they said that they, they felt I was the best uh, presentation. And obviously, I have a conservative voting record uh, to go along with that. And that, that day, I reaffirmed and uh, just uh, reminded everyone of my voting record uh, because that's very important, especially when it comes to the uh, conservative party endorsement. So uh, I think they're still going to take their time evaluating 
uh, within their party structure, which is fine. Uh, but at least I know on that, on that first uh, presentation to them uh, that it went uh, very well. So the Independence Party, at, well, I've always enjoyed their endorsement, already cut a deal with uh, Governor Cuomo. Uh, he did a fundraiser for them, and in return, they endorsed him. <laughs> they mm-hmm. didn't even interview any other candidates. That's so, terrible. Uh, yeah, it's it's awful, and it's that is clearly a quid pro quo, and they did, did it on the same day. Isn't that pay to play that uh, you raise them, what, $100,000 and they hand you the endorsement? Isn't that pay to play? Uh, I think so. And uh, the question you got to ask, uh, where's Jay Cope? Uh, where's the state attorney general? Uh, where are federal prosecutors? I, I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to me uh, how blatant and arrogant uh, these types of deal makings are, are being made. Uh, in this state. It's been going on for too long, and it's got to end, and it will end if I have the good fortune to be the next governor. Let's talk about the State of the Union address. Uh, Congressman Chris Collins, whom I'm sure you know well, has said that the average person in his district is going to get $1,750 per person as a tax cut from the tax cut by President Trump. Uh, it seems like he tossed olive branches on immigration and infrastructure and seemed very warm and endearing to everyone, uh, saying that he wanted to represent all the people, not just conservatives or Republicans, but all the people. How do you feel he did, leader Brian Kolb, candidate for governor? I actually thought uh, President Trump uh, did extremely well. Uh, he had on all the themes of what it means to be a United States citizen, uh, to be part of the American dream. Uh, he recognized our veterans. He recognized that we still have work to do on various topics, uh, such as the opioid crisis and helping our, again, helping our veterans. Uh, so, and, and the economy, the, the strides, the tax reform. Uh, I think that um, he had all the keynotes um, that people really care about in this country. And I think that it was an embarrassment, a actual national embarrassment when the uh, congressional Democrats sat on their behinds and on their hands and couldn't even stand up and acknowledge our flag and the heroes that were honored uh, at the State of the Union. Brian, I got to tell you, this is why they're going to lose. They are not in touch uh, with uh, America and it's, it's true blue citizens. And, uh, and certainly I think it couldn't have been on better display on national TV and across the world uh, that the uh, congressional and senatorial Democrats uh, really don't love their, our country and, and they try to convince you otherwise. So when, they, um, when the President of the United States uh, spoke about the respect and love of country and the flag, they didn't applaud him. They didn't get up and applaud him. That's correct. That's really unbelievable. I mean, the flag is the representation of our freedom, democracy, and hope for America and for our youth. I, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. Uh, let's talk about government corruption. In um, Western New York, where we're taping this for ESPN to 17 states, is uh, very much a part of this corruption trial. Um, with the no bids that took place on uh, government projects and supposedly, allegedly, uh, there were a couple hundred thousand dollars in 
um, money given uh, to the political race for uh, the governor and to his aide, uh, Percoco. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about that uh, corruption because this has been in the headlines in Buffalo. It's been in the headlines all over the state. Um, I think that Percoco allegedly uh, took about $300,000 for government projects um, to himself uh, for steering these. And uh, these were projects, I believe, in Albany, Syracuse, and Buffalo. Let's talk about this corruption. Is uh, this going to cost Andrew Cuomo the governorship? I believe, uh, as these trials continue and more and more evidence is coming out, it is clear that Joe Prococo was his closest aide. Now, of course, you have to let the wheels of justice uh, roll on, and everyone is deserving a fair trial. Uh, but certainly the, the evidence that's being presented clearly shows uh, that this administration uh, was leveraging donors for no-bid contracts. Uh, whether Joe Prococo uh, took money or not, that's what they have to prove in court as a result of that. But the, uh, shall we say, the environment, uh, which was promoted by his boss, uh, Andrew Cuomo, clearly allowed Uh, these activities to take place and they've even had pictures uh, that they showed in the courtroom of Andrew Cuomo standing side by side with the very people that are on trial and uh, and uh, Andrew Cuomo considers himself a micromanager and has his fingers in everything and certainly to say oh he didn't know anything about any of this or or the fact that his campaign coffers were being filled up uh, it's just amazing to me and so I think um And what's been interesting, though, is that the national media coverage uh, has been pathetic in terms of covering this trial. And uh, if you go back and look at the media coverage when Chris Christie was governor and they were all over that bridge gate, uh, you know, you had a story, a big headline every single day for weeks, if not months. And uh, all the national news networks, because they get tax credits from New York State, have been silent covering these trials. So it's it's uh, it, this is what makes people angry. This is what makes me angry. This is what why I'm running is this has got to change and it will change. Uh, but certainly, I think over the coming days, weeks and months, uh, we're going to find out uh, c- uh, continuously that this administration is probably one of the most corrupt administrations in the history of New York. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned how the corruption trial in New Jersey uh, was a national headlines and how this corruption trial in New York gets very little attention. Does this show the media bias? Because I understand that about 93% of news people in America are Democrats and believe in the Democratic Party. Is this an exhibition of this bias? Well, I, I think clearly it is. And whether they're Democrats or not, uh, you know, there's their generalistic ethics. The way it used to be way long ago is that uh, good journalists would cover a story, even give both sides to the story, and then let the reader decide for themselves and, you know, to formulate their own opinions. Uh, but they're not even providing information to their readers anymore. And of course, they're losing readers and you try to catch snippets on social media. But clearly, it's biased, especially the uh, television networks who are connected to their large corporations that have received Hollywood uh, 
tax credits for uh, TV shows and for movies, and uh, they're not covering it. And mm-hmm. so, to me, I think that's you couldn't ask for more clear evidence that there is a bias there. For those who just tuned in, you're listening to ESPN AM fifteen twenty, blanketing the East Coast of the United States. From Montreal down to northern Florida, west of the Mississippi, we receive letters as far away as Scandinavia New Zealand with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power on ESPN AM 1520. Drop us a note, please, to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And we greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. One plug we have here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Special thanks to those who have called regarding our recent guest, author Ron Zeller, Dr. Brenneman with the Society of Four Arts in Palm Beach, Florida, and author of over 20 mystery novels, Charles Todd. Coming up, we'll have author Larry Milner, And we'll also have Chip Nalon with the Troopsters, helping our troops with packages overseas, and Dr. Todd Shatkin with the Aesthetic Center. All coming up on the Rusk Report. A little bit more information about Republican leader of the New York State Assembly, Brian M. Cole, backed by popular demand on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Kolb was co-founder of North American Filter Corporation, as well as the former president, chief operating officer of Refracton Technologies Corporation. Leader Kolb has been selected seven times for the National Federation of Independent Business, NFIB, Guardian of Small Business Award. Our guest today, Republican leader of the New York State Assembly and declared candidate for governor of New York State, Brian M. Kolb. Now, one thing I I can't understand, Leader Kolb, on all the national rankings, we're the worst state in the United States to do business, but yet the governor of New York is talking of adding a billion dollars in new taxes. How can we add when we're already the worst state in the country to do business, and I believe one million people have left in the last seven years under Andrew Cuomo. Let's talk about that business climate. Leader Brian Kolb. I'm going to give you four key statistics that are, this is not political sound bites. This is actual facts. New York State is the 50th worst in the country in taxes, with a 49th worst in economic climate. We're the 48th worst in state debt, and we're the 47th worst in property taxes. That is is as worse a picture as you can paint in terms of the status of our economic uh, vitality in New York State. The problem with Andrew Cuomo, he wants to tax more, he wants to spend more, and he wants to expand government more. And that philosophy has hurt this state over the years. That's why population has left the state. We have to stop it. And how you stop it is you have to get a new governor. 
and you have to have somebody in there that is really paying attention to the tabletop or the kitchen top issues at home and reining in excessive spending and certainly uh, uh, reach revamping an economic development program that's not working, especially in upstate New York. We've got to reduce property taxes. Uh, all of these things have to be hit head on. And, uh, and we already talked about corruption, but we got to eliminate corruption. And part of that, you have to do that through term limits for the legislature and legislative leaders. Um, we've got a lot to do, Brian, and we've got the solutions, but we got to have somebody willing to implement them or lead our state uh, doing those. And Andrew Cuomo is not interested in that. Let's talk about something that is uh, very controversial, and I'm referring to the Economic Development Programs of New York, a conservative Democrat whom you probably know very well, New York State Assemblyman Robin Schiminger, very popular in western New York, has had hearings, and he is very upset that the state of New York spent $55 million on the Startup New York program. I believe they changed the name of it. And they only created about 390 jobs, spending $55 million of state taxpayer money. Tell us uh, how you feel about this. It's, it's, it sounds like it's like a fan with $100 bills going out the window. Tell us about that, Leader Kolb. Well, I think, yeah, well, first of all, in the very beginning, I think what Governor Cuomo was selling was, hey, look, let's try something new. In other words, can we create some incentives to bring people to New York State? Now, uh, philosophically, on the surface, that sounded good, but this particular program didn't work. So instead of stopping it and trying something different, we just kept spending money on advertising and promoting it like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread in terms of creating jobs. What he tried to do, though, uh, was change the name of it because it had come under so much criticism and, and the legislature re rejected that. And they, I think they modified it slightly. The bottom line is, you know, you can try things, but when they're not working, uh, Brian, you have to admit, uh, you, even you don't even have to admit a mistake. It didn't work. So we're going to drop it, and we're, here's what we're going to do, do instead. People have no problem with things failing or, or, or giving something another try as long as you're honest and transparent and open about it. And instead, they kept saying, oh, no, this is working ter terrific, and they were delaying reports to the public as far as how many jobs were created. Um, they don't want to talk about bad news. And it's okay to get bad news, but when you get bad news, Yes, as we do at home, you know, if, if somehow we lost our job, we've got to adjust. If, if we're not bringing enough money to pay the bills, we might have to get a second job or cut back what we're spending. Uh, this administration doesn't do any of those things. It just keeps spending and spending and spending, and it's all of our money. It's not his money to do this with, and, I, and that's the problem with this particular governor. He thinks that because he's governor that he can spend and write checks uh, unfettered and without uh, consequences when it's being misspent. And that's exactly what's going on. Our money is being misspent. Well, let's be a little more specific. Republican leader of the New York State Assembly and candidate for governor Brian Kolb in western New York, the governor has put forth $750 million to a company that's lost money in the last four years which is about $250,000 per job 
they're creating. Isn't this beyond rational behavior to spend that kind of money, a quarter million per job? Of course it is. And and really, this has been the rub on all of the economic development expenditures is we can't get a clear answer all the time about, okay, what was the deal? Uh, how much money did New York State put in versus the company? What were the job commitments? And then when over what time? And then what does that work out to per job? And what's the ripple effect, if any, um, in terms of other jobs that are going to be created or not if we do this project? And that's what's lacking uh, because we don't know. They keep it secret because they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know what programs are where we're overspending and o- overpromising, underdeliver, and overspending and, and, and using our taxpayer dollars. And, and that's really the mindset of uh, this administration is we know better than you. Just go away. Don't worry about it. Uh, everything will be fine. And they don't want to answer the tough questions. And we even saw that uh, with Assemblyman Ray Walter and the economic development hearings with Howard Semp. Zemsky of Empire State Development, uh, he started getting, uh, Zemsky got testy with Ray Walter because Ray Walter was pressing him for, for concrete answers, facts and figures. It wasn't political. It was, look at guys, these programs, we need answers. Uh, we have a responsibility to the taxpayers to ask these questions, but they get very defensive and then, uh, you know, then stop answering the questions. Uh, and that's what's, uh, can be very very frustrating when and people stonewall you uh, and that's the attitude that they take well there's an old saying when you're answering you're losing and it seems like they have to answer to uh, the governor of new york spending 750 million dollars of taxpayer money two hundred fifty thousand dollars a job for solar city everybody hopes it, it works but why would you invest money in a company that's lost money for the last four years Sounds very dangerous. A little bit more information about Brian M. Kolb, Republican leader of the New York State Assembly and declared candidate for governor of New York State. He was named the 2013 New York State School Boards Association State Leader of the Year. He has been named part of the annual Circle of Friends by the New York Farm Bureau each year since being elected. And in 2014, he received a pro-jobs rating of 100 from the NFIB. Again, if you're listening in Cheektowaga, Toronto, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And again, we always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Okay, state taxes. Florida and Texas have no state income tax. Florida is now the third most populous state in the country. We've gone down to number four. We were number one for decades and decades and decades. How much are you going to reduce taxes, Brian Kolb, if you're governor of the state of New York? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, Brian, the first thing we're going to do is reduce spending. And when you reduce spending, you don't need more taxes. And one of the first focus on reducing taxes is going to be reducing property taxes. Those are the things that uh, drive businesses out of here, homeowners out of here. And one of the ways we're going to do that is we're going to restructure the entire Medicaid program. The state's going to take over, and my my plan is for the New York State to take over uh, the responsibility for Medicaid so that uh, county governments can now reduce their property tax levy. They don't have to collect the money because the state's going to pay for it, 
and then the state's going to be forced to uh, find economies of scale and reduce uh, costs and excessive waste and abuse, and uh, we'll create an incentive for the state to finally fix uh, this particular program. And keep in mind, uh, Brian, I'm not talking about taking away services uh, to those people that that really need uh, help through the Medicaid uh, health program. And that's what the other side always says, oh, they're going to cut, slash, and burn services. Not true. Uh, We know we can make this program way more efficient in making sure it's serving the people it needs to serve, but at the right uh, cost. And that's the type of approach I think we should always look at. How can we spend less, tax less, and then if we've got a program that we have to fix, uh, take a dramatic sledgehammer to it and uh, pull it apart, take it apart, and then put it back together the right way. We have just a minute and a half left on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Uh, There's a lot of concern with Second Amendment rights. We saw the mass murders in Las Vegas, the mass murders in Orlando, and the mass murders in San Bernardino. And a lot of people want to make sure they have a gun in case there's an attack that they can protect themselves and save lives instead of losing lives. Your feelings on this, Leader Brian Kolb? Strong supporter. I'm a member of the NRA. Uh, scope New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. My wife and I have concealed carry permits. We believe in the Second Amendment and the fact that law-abiding gun owners in this state shouldn't be treated like criminals. And that's why I voted against the bill, debated against the bill, and we're going to do everything we can to repeal uh, the SAFE Act going forward. I've already co-sponsored legislation to do that. We're going to continue uh, to advocate on the, on the constitutional rights uh, that our federal constitution has, has provided us with our founders of this country. And it's a battle that we're going to keep doing in, until we win it. Okay, I'm sorry we have to bring a leader, Cole, Brian Cole, Republican leader of the New York State Assembly and declared candidate for governor of New York on the Rusk Report. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production, and to Michael Frazier for recommending this program. Also to Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy for suggesting this guest. Brian M. Kolb, thank you for enlightening us and have a great week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.